this episode of Into Your Head number 686, overcoming monkey nut related vomiting illnesses, naming TV doctors, a song about Holocaust deniers, serving feces in bars, learning true Latin, recognising dry me by his language, and lots more. a great believer in the dictum quad ete demonstrandum uh, which uh, you're of course aware unless you never studied secondary school maths a higher level uh, means uh, which was to be shown uh, or which was to be proved it's Latin uh, but uh, one exception we make to the uh, to the idea of uh, English being the main language here uh, is when we're doing maths theorems and they'll say oh uh, please prove that this triangle is an isosceles and then you prove it, you write down all stuff that proves it mathematically, and then you go QED, Quadete Demonstrandum, and then you move on from Mr. Nesbitt's class to a normal maths teacher, and you put QED at the bottom of something, and he says, what the fuck does that mean? And you say, it's Latin, it means something, 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 and you're supposed to put it at the bottom of everything, and the maths teacher says, oh, I see, uh, he doesn't see at all, he doesn't see at all why people are being, uh, that's what happens if you have a, an 892 year old maths teacher for a couple of years, and not that there's anything wrong with that, 892 year old maths teachers are no less qualified to teach maths as anyone, than anyone else uh, it's just that they insist on doing it through Latin, I didn't even do Latin in school as a subject, I think you can in some places, uh, some of the more upmarket private schools teach Latin, uh, they say uh, come in here, I'm going to teach you some Latin I'm going to teach it through English because uh, when you're learning a language uh, you have to have a base language to start with unless of course you're a, you're a six month old child in which case you don't have a base language you have to learn a first language you have to learn a base language to start with and then you can learn everything else through that uh, they have a new thing here where uh, oh you can you can go to a school that teaches everything through the Irish language and it's supposed to be good for you it helps you learn uh, maths learning skills or something. If you're learning a true or the Irish language, for some reason, uh, learning maths through a different language than your home tongue uh, helps with the... I don't understand the theory. I probably would if I researched it further. I can't be bothered. I'm not a frigging teacher. Uh, but as it happens, my wife is. So I've heard... I hear 10% of what she tells me about these things. And I, oh, I basically put a, put a summary of everything into my head and say, if I need to know more, I can... I have a resource here in the house where I can find out more from it. Uh, but no, I just store I just store headlines of what she tells me about this stuff. That's the way. That's how you manage memory. You learn stuff, uh, you know, uh, oh, here's some useful in information that might be useful in the future. I don't need to learn a whole just yes, so I'll just store a headline. Uh, that's why uh, uh, people like to criticise the media for that. They say, oh, 
oh, they're just going for a headline, they're just going for a snapshot quote. Uh, well, that's the way to do it. What the freaking hell do you want the headline to have three paragraphs in it? Uh, I saw someone yesterday having a go at the BBC for not explaining something in their headline uh, that was in the second line of the uh, freaking hablim here, getting bogged down in things now. Uh, this is of no interest to my... Uh, my listeners are not interested in real stuff like this. They're interested in crap. crap. Walk into a bar. One of the pieces of crap goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, Certainly, young man, a pint of our fine... Wait a minute, you're a piece of crap. And the piece of crap says, uh, well, I didn't realise I was going to be judged. I hear that song on the team tune to the Situation Comedy Cheers. And it says, oh, you go into these places and everyone knows your name. And they're always glad you came. There's nothing about uh, being referred to as a piece of crap. Although I am a piece of crap. Uh, I have to admit, I have to admit, there's nothing but the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. But this isn't a frigging court of law and you're not being sworn in, you're being asked to serve me up a pint of your finest Guinness or any bog standard Guinness I just said a pint of your finest Guinness just because it sounds good, sounds oh it sounds majestic and uh, popular, uh, traditional popular uh, not like these modern nightclubs that their kids go into and they say oh can I have a pint bottle of cider uh, with half a gallon of ice in it and uh, oh a double oh a thing with a worm in it, some sort of a drink with a worm in it, that's what they kids drink now. Is it tequila? I think it's tequila. There's a new beer out now that has tequila in it or something or the taste of tequila or something. They say, oh, it's something, something, something beer, something, something tequila and it's cool. Here you are, kids. Uh, it's 8 euros and 79 cents for a tequila sized. Uh, there's the thing with these. Uh, they'll probably serve in little tequila sized glasses. They say, do you want a shot of beer? I do not want a shot of beer. I want a pint of beer. A pint of your finest Guinness, which isn't beer it's stout well that's not the point and the man behind the bar says you're damn right that's not the point i haven't pulled the point yet it takes a while to pull a pint of guinness uh, but i'm sorry if i offended you i was just i'm not used to i'm not used to i have to admit uh this, since the uh, since the whole big celtic tiger boom here uh, there's been a lot of changes in society until 15 years ago we didn't have uh, all these foreigners living here and until today i never had had a walking talking piece of shit come into my bar and ask for a drink but everyone's welcome here we don't discriminate we don't discriminate uh, you're more than welcome here and I do apologise again uh, I'm only human I'm afraid unlike you you're a piece of shit I'm a human I have to uh, I have limitations based on my humanity uh, you don't have any limitations because you're a piece of shit and the piece of shit says oh thank you very much indeed young man uh, I hope the, I hope we can put this behind us and the man behind the bar says well you're often put behind people that's how you're created and the piece of shit says that's not funny and the man behind the bar says it's not supposed to be there's more to life than cracking jokes you know there's more and uh, not everything has to be funny uh, yeah, people think you do you see these people in the media they can't go through five seconds of a news report without cracking some joke or saying oh it's nice and wet out there I hope you bring a brolly ho 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 a serious weather 
weather forecast is there to save people's lives by warning them about the weather conditions and their cracking little jokes about bringing an umbrella. Uh, Jesus Christ. And the piece of shit says, uh, I suppose so. I suppose so. How are we going with that pint of Guinness there? And the man behind the bar says, Oh, it's uh, four-fifths full. We're at the par where you leave it for a while and I'll come back to where so I go and uh, pull someone else's pint of lager. It takes three seconds. Then I'll come back to this and have a look at it and we'll see then how it's going. And, uh, uh, oh, the, the piece of shit says, this is why I don't buy Guinness normally. It takes too fucking long. And the man behind the bar says, ah, I understand, I understand. Uh, but patience is a virtue and it's also rewarding. Your reward is a nice pint of my finest Guinness. And the piece of shit says, oh, so you are giving me your finest Guinness then. And the man behind the bar says, no, no, it's just a saying. Makes it sound majestic and traditional, popularly. And the piece of shit says, oh, okay, as long as it's not substandard, I suppose. <coughs> That's okay. And the man behind the bar says, Well, I can't guarantee that, but if there's a problem with it, when you taste it, just let me know and I'll be happy to uh, change it. Which I suppose technically is a guarantee, so I can guarantee that. I just can't uh, promise you that this piece of pint of Guinness will be uh, will be perfect but if it's not uh, I'll uh, make amends and the piece of shit says oh that's very good I'm very impressed with this place I must say and the man behind the bar says me too although I'm biased I suppose because I own the place I own well I don't own the place it's mortgaged to the hilt uh, but you know what I mean legally I own it it's just a lien on it by, uh, by some bank uh, some bank uh, some piece of shit bank no offence with some piece of shit bank that's being bought out by the government and the piece of shit says oh none taken none taken and a great night is had by all uh, it's time to deal with some listener correspondence uh, i can be corresponded with via email uh, electronic mail uh, you get basically you get out your computer and you open it up and you open up your mail program and you type into the two field you type studio at into your head.com and then you go down to the text field and you say hello Neil or Neil Neil or Neil uh, spelt N-E-A-L and then you make your point you make your point and then you sign it off and you send it off to me and I have a look at it and if I'm in the mood at some point I'll deal with it and if I'm not I won't or I'll put it away till I'm in the mood to deal with it uh, anyway have a have an ongoing list of uh Topics uh, sent by Jerry, and he says, uh, Oh, here's the, the third one on the list. Uh, it's illegal to drink beer out of a bucket while you're sitting on the curb in St. Louis. Now, St. Louis is a place, it's a place in America. Let's have a look at this. I don't know much about it myself, but I believe it's a place. Uh, St. Louis is that one of those places where they all go and they, uh, oh no, it's not the place that they it rained and it's destroyed now. And I had the, is that on the different place i don't know uh, hold on a minute it's an independent city on the eastern border of missouri i guess i was supposed to know what missouri is oh yeah i know missouri i see it every day when i look out my window i say there's missouri over there somewhere uh oh probably is technically over there somewhere i think my window faces 
faces west. Uh, so it's probably over there somewhere, just another 5,000 miles or so over there, past the field where they have the ploughing championships and then on for another 5,000 years. Uh, but because of the curvature of the Earth, if I point over there and technically pointing out into space, I'm probably pointing at some asteroid uh, billions of year, billions of light years away that's going to destroy us all uh, in a couple of hundred years. Uh, but don't blame me. Don't shoot the accidental messenger. Don't even shoot the intentional messenger. He's just doing his job. Just doing his job. Uh, although some would argue that if you see something that's about to destroy the Earth, uh, your job is to keep quiet about it and not uh, disturb the peace. Because it's against the law. Disturbing the peace is a crime. You can get put in jail for that thing. Say, oh, you disturbed the peace. Uh, off to prison. You must go. You must go. You must go. <laughs> My fair lady, off to prison you mo- That's a song my mentally disabled brother learned in special school when he was about five. Uh, they were great at learning. Great at learning songs there. What was the other one they learned? <clears throat> I like the man who owns the shop. He gives me sweets and lollipops. So thank you, God, for all the people. Uh, mother of fair love school in Kilkenny City, if I remember rightly. Uh, anyway, uh, St. Louis. Oh, there it is. There's, oh, that's that arch thing. I saw that arch thing in a picture the other day and I was wondering what city it was. Turns out that's St. Louis. Turns out St. Louis is more advanced than I thought. Uh, that's nearly as cool as that. Uh, that, ta- that Space Age town thing with the stadium beside it in Toronto, which I've been to. I've been to that tall thing in Toronto. I've been up in it. I stood looking at the uh, supposedly elephant-proof glass floor, looking down on the city, hundreds of stories below, and I said, fuck this, I'm not standing on that. I'm not a freaking moron. Uh, no, no, I won't stand on a thing like that unless you're wearing a parachute and know how to use it. Uh, but no, no, you can go up in the thing, the CN Tower in Toronto, you can walk on to reinforce glass and look down on the city below you, uh, half a mile below you, and think, Christ, I'm going to puke now, which will probably help, because if you puke, uh, the glass will get dirty, and you won't be able to look out it, and that will help with the vertigo thing, or whatever it is. Uh, oh, there's a thing. There's a thing. Uh, say, oh, St. Louis, what was the question again? Something. It's illegal to drink out of a beer bucket while you're sitting on the curb in St. Louis. Uh, technically, it's not a question. It's a seed for discussion uh, and thank you very much for that jury i've got uh, what have i got four minutes and 30 seconds out of it already or did i wait a minute did i start that at the beginning of this segment or did i move to halfway through i can't remember uh, either way uh, either way it's certainly a seed it's been a seed for debate and it probably will be for many years to come a year from now i'll well, still be dealing with listener correspondence about saint louis because i'm pretty sure i haven't dealt with a head fully here. I've probably uh, opened up more questions than I've answered here. Uh, well, that's because I wasn't asked a question. I don't know. Oh, apparently it was the home of the 1904 Summer Olympics and the Louisiana, Louisiana Purchase Exposition the same year. Oh, Louisiana Purchase, that the thing, isn't that the thing where, ah, I don't know the exact history of the United States, but wasn't there something where you decided, oh, there's St. Louis, let's just buy it, or something like that happened, I don't know. 
course, that's back before the property boom. If you were to go out and buy St. Louis now, oh, you'd have to freaking pay for it. You'd have to take out your wallet and hand it over and you'd be charged property tax because it's already part of the United States. So you'd have to pay whatever taxes are due. Uh, anyway, on with the show. Lockjaw the Podcast Junkie here and you are listening to Into Your Head all the way from Ireland. Need more? Subscribe to the free reruns and extras feed and shut your stupid ugly face. See intoyourhead.com slash archive for details. Remember, we value the opinions of you. The humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Follow Neil at twitter.com slash intoyourheadpod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash intoyourheadpodcast. You are listening to Into Your Head, a listener-supported podcast. Please visit intoyourhead.com slash tipjar. nuts. That's what they call them. They call them big steaming, shit-eating, piss-piling, vomit-inducing, uh, vomit-non-inducing as well. Uh, ironically, because there's something induces vomiting successfully and causes you to vomit and then you vomit, uh, then that gets rid of the need to vomit uh, for the foreseeable future. So it's uh, by inducing the vomit, it's then caused a vomit to not be induced uh, for the next, at least the next several hours until you have another monkey nut. Uh, although you may have become immune to them by then, maybe uh, if if monkey nuts make you vomit, uh, the way to get around it may be by eating so many monkey nuts that you become immune to them or you become tolerant to them. And uh, now bear in mind that I'm not a doctor. Uh, this isn't the Doctor Drew show. Uh, no, no, it's not the Doctor Drew show. It's not the Doctor Phil television show. Uh, it's not the the other fella who used to be on Oprah show. What's his name? Doctor Oz. A stupid name for a fucking doctor. Uh, parents need to, if parents want their kids to become doctors, which they usually do, uh, parents always want their kids to become doctors or solicitors or lawyers uh, all the rest of us. They want their doctor to become either Dr. Phil or Judge Judy. How uh, know if you want your kid to become a doctor, uh, give it a proper name. So if it goes, although I suppose Phil or Oz are good names for television doctors, but no, for a normal doctor, a so-called normal doctor. Remember back in the old days when normal doctors used to appear to you in, in the privacy of a doctor's surgery, not on the freaking, uh, not on the freaking old channel with Oprah. Oh, we have old channel. We don't have the old channel here, but we have TLC just launched last month, and they have, oh, they have all sorts of new, uh, new age Oprah stuff on now. The new generation of Oprah channel stuff. Uh, one of which apparently is a behind the scenes uh, documentary series looking at the uh, Oprah show that ended a couple of years years ago. It was a vicious circle where we're stuck in the past. Uh, next they'll be doing, uh, next they'll be doing a, a fly on the wall documentary about the Muppet Show. The original Muppet Show back in the 70s. They'll have a camera looking up Kermit's arse and saying, oh, look at this. It's Kermit's arse. Uh, Jim Henson's hand uh, spent a lot of time up here. You weren't allowed to show in those days because in those days the show was being marketed at children. Even though the original pilot for the Muppet Show was designed 
designed for adults. And oh no, they decided, oh, we're going to market this said children. We'll put it on. It'll be like the Flintstones, except with puppets. We'll put it on in prime time, uh, probably, and market it as, as a family program. We'll say, this is for families. If you don't have a family, you probably won't be interested in, in it. But if you are, you will, because we'll put we'll hide little secret grown-up jokes in us that the children won't understand. Then we'll hide little uh, childish jokes in it that the children won't appreciate because children don't have a sense of humour. You don't develop a sense of humour until you're uh, in your early 20s. Uh, no, no, because the something part of the brain isn't fully... The, uh, Dr. Drew himself says the something part of the brain, the something cortex in males doesn't fully develop until you're in your 20s. Although I don't think he said anything about the sense of humour. He says uh, he said, oh, it's something to do with the... Uh, well, basically... Uh, young men are uh, complete gobshites until their mid-twenties. Uh, but I would argue that uh, part of being a gobshite is that you haven't a fully developed, sophisticated sense of humour yet. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm declaring hereby that young men don't have a proper sense of humour till their mid-twenties, uh, which would explain why uh, most of my listeners are middle-aged uh, men. Uh, why don't I have any middle... Oh, I do have middle-aged women now that I think about it, listening to this. Uh, have, although you wouldn't say that to your face, to their faces, you wouldn't whoop them and say, "Oh, thank you for listening to the show." It's not. It's nice to know to have some middle-aged women listening. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't dream of saying that to their faces. But you know who you are if you're listening. Anyway, funny you should mention two pieces of crap walking into a bar. Uh, not you, uh, the me of the past, who I've just been listening back to. Uh, I've been listening back to the me of the past talking about two pieces of crap walking into a bar. And while uh, listening to that, I was trying to think of a title for today's show uh, while writing up the uh, writing up to the show description. I thought, oh, it'd be good if I could name it two pieces of eight or pieces of eight or pieces of eight crap because uh, there's a oh there's some sort of pirate saying where they supposedly say uh, pieces of eight pieces of eight or is it their parrot say or something I don't understand the back the exact details but the stereotypical version of pirates who are used to seeing uh, children's comics when I was a child would always say things like pieces of eight uh, so if I could tie that in somehow to pieces of crap uh, maybe that would work uh, just by saying it on the show by mentioning pieces of eight that qualifies it to be used in the title so that's that dealt with now but I still haven't perfected the title well, I call it pieces of eight or pieces of eight crap pieces of eight crap uh, no, uh, we we'll worry about oh pieces of eaten pieces of eight as in eight uh, pieces of eight because eight stuff that you eat is, turns into crap would that work? Uh, pieces of eight. Well, then new listeners will come across this and look at him and say, oh, look, he's misspelt E. He's a moron. I'm not listening to that. Mm. I'm going to be worrying about this for the next hour now. Or while I'm worrying about it, I may as well be... Oh, there's a tweet. Sad news. Greenpeace stops pesticide pesticide-saving GMO BT eggplanting Philippines. Uh, and then before that, I know a scammer goblin from Cork uh, saying... 
something about Brian May uh, being on the radio. Uh, I think so, anyway. Something. Uh, Brian May being the guitar player out of Queen, who's now obsessed with badgers. Uh, now, I'm not sure if he was on the radio or it was just a comment that uh, reminded Gamma Goblin of Brian May. Uh, but apparently, there was something on the radio with Miriam Whatsurface uh, that remind, caused him to make a comment about Brian May. Maybe he's just obsessed with Brian May, which is understandable. I was obsessed with Brian May in my teens. I was a Queen fan. I went around all day saying, Brian May this, Brian May that, uh, Brian May the other. Uh, I would have been obsessed with Freddie Mercury, but he was dead. You can't be obsessed with dead people because you're considered weird. It's, uh, it was weird enough as a teenager already without going around obsessing over dead people. So I obsessed over uh, who I considered to be the next in seniority in the remaining alive uh, members of the band Queen. That would be Brian May. Now I know there are other others who would argue with that Roger Taylor was more senior, but how many of you have heard of Roger Taylor and how many of you have heard of Brian May? I will try uh, comparing zero to zero because you're all, oh wait a minute, you're all middle-aged. We already established that, so you've all heard of both of them, so that's fine. But not the Roger Taylor out of Duran Duran, no, the other one. Uh, just because you've heard, if you're one of the people who say, oh, I've heard of Roger Taylor, but then you go, oh, no, the one out of Duran Duran, that doesn't count. You don't count. Uh, you don't count. Uh, not that there's any necessity to count. You don't need to be counting. You don't need to know. You don't need to pass some sort of a frigging pop quiz to get in as a listener to this show. You just have to download it in iTunes and preferably rate and review it in iTunes as well. Uh, two Brian Mays walk into a bar. One of the bride maids uh, goes straight up to the bar counter and says, Hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And the man behind the bar says, You're bride may. And Brian May says, yes, but I don't see why that should uh, preclude you from serving me a pint of Guinness like a normal human being. And the man behind the bar says, but you're not a human, be normal human being. You're Brian May. You're the fellow with the badgers and the fellow who used to play the guitar carved out of the fireplace and the fellow who used to be uh, the most senior, still alive member of the band Queen. And Brian May says, indeed I am, indeed I am. Now can we move this along, please? Uh, I can't be spending three hours on every friggin' transaction every time I go and order a pint of Guinness because I'm planning to drink at least 18 tonight and this will take uh, a couple of hours out of my night if you if you have this on every occasion. Hello, uh, there's three of us here so I'll only be buying uh, one out of every three rounds so it's a bit less time but still, still I don't want to spend. If you add up all the times I spend explaining myself throughout my life whenever I buy a pint of Guinness or any else uh, that's a big chunk of life to be taken out of it if, if that was if someone told you that uh, you'd spend uh, 300 hours of your valuable life uh, having a shit then you'd say oh I have to spend less time doing this I'll have to deal with that somehow but no uh, if they tell you oh you're wasting 300 hours of that fella's life by pointing out that he's brine me uh, that's considered perfectly acceptable it's considered part of the job they say it goes with the territory you're a multi-billion air uh, you should have to earn that in retrospect by having these little meaningless conversations well uh, I don't mean to be rude but I'd like if we could cut down on that 
And the man behind the bar says, uh, I'm pretty sure you're bride me out of queen. And Ryan May out of Queen says, I'm pretty sure I am too. Uh, now can we move this along? And the man behind the bar says, certainly, sir. Do you have any identification? And Ryan May says, are you fucking serious? And the man behind the bar says, yes, I am. I don't believe you're Ryan May because Ryan May wouldn't talk like that to a fan. And Ryan May says, you're absolutely right about that. I'm not Ryan May. And the man behind the bar says, uh, well then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Gamma Goblin, for inspiring this uh, this meaningless piece of crap, uh, which you didn't even direct at me. I just happened to notice, notice it a few minutes ago. Uh, what the freaking hell are you listening to anyway? Miriam O'Callaghan, is it? Uh, I must look into what she's doing later. Maybe I'll listen to her podcast, or maybe I won't because I can't fucking stand her, the cunt. Uh, no offence to Miriam O'Callaghan, one of the finest broadcasters in this country. I just can't... Listen to the sound of her voice or anything she says ever anywhere. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, this is getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. He's got a swearing Brian May uh, who turns out to be uh, a Brian May uh, denier. As in he denies that he's a Brian May. Does that make you a Brian May denier? I don't think so. Because if you're a Holocaust denier, you're not denying that you're a Holocaust. Uh, but you're not a Holocaust. You're a Holocaust denier. Uh, you can't be a Holocaust and a Holocaust denier. Uh, the two are contradictory uh, only because Holocaust is not a person. It's a thing and it's an event and the holocaust denier is a person so you can't be uh, so if you're not a holocaust uh, you can still be a holocaust denier uh, the two aren't contradict. I hope I'm making sense here probably doesn't matter whether I am or lost does it really matter you don't come here for accurate information about the concept of holocaust deniers uh, or maybe you do or maybe you don't or maybe you do or maybe you don't or maybe you do or maybe you do or maybe you don't uh, maybe you will or maybe you won't <laughs> I'm not a holocaust denier explanation expert I uh, know I said that wrong I'm not a ho an expert in holocaust uh, deniers. I don't know very much about them. I uh, don't know much about holocausts. Don't know much about holocaust deniers. Don't know much about history in general. Don't know much about the French I took. Uh, but I do know that the show's nearly over. And thank you very much for listening to it. Uh, go and listen to the extras and reruns feed now into your head.com slash extras. Don't know much about Holocaust deniers. Uh, but I do know that I've had too much coffee and that this is a... Oh, if it's a fact, I tell you, we've come a long way in the past five years. I used to, I used to every day do a cat song on the harmonica. Now I'm doing this. Isn't it absolutely fantastic? Uh, we've moved with the times. Anyway, good morning. Into your head.